You are Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Bracing for another storm as 2020 continues to uh, treat us like Reuben Foster is mad at us and is just wreaking hell upon us on every snap. It's kind of what it feels like down here. I mean, 2020 just literally blows. Uh, no kidding. It's crazy. Um, crazy town. Uh, I'll tell you something else that's gotten kind of crazy is <clears throat> Lane Kiffin getting back in this conference and having a Twitter <laughs> war with the SEC office. That's that's well, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's you know, look the the sportsman in me, the good sportsman in me, wants to say, look, bad calls happen. Let's all deal with it and move on. Uh, Hunter Renfro was the beneficiary of a pick play in the national championship game that cost Alabama a title. Shit happens. Um, However, I think the SEC's holier-than-thou attitude towards, hey, yeah, we screwed it up, but, you know, because you said we screwed it up, we're going to fine you $25,000, which is what they did to Lane Kiffin. Uh, I think that's kind of BS, man, and I don't like that at all. And I feel like I will say again, I'm so sick of replay. I don't know what to do. It just is, it's, it's not worth it to me anymore. Um, I just, every time I go back to the Penn state, Indiana game, right. They ruled that it was inconclusive that they couldn't, that the call just stands. It's not confirmed. It just stands. Cause nobody could really tell. I could certainly make a case, the tip of the ball crossed the plane, but I could also see where somebody said, no, it hit our bounds first. I can see it either way. So if we're going to go through all this rigmarole just to get to that, we can do that without replay. I can tell you I don't know what the happened. Oops. I don't know what the hell happened. I'm going to have to beat that out. Uh, without replay. Right. Well, I mean, again, I, I, I want to leave replay. I want replay reform. I want them to improve what we got right now which can be a mess because every week it seems like the SEC is screwing up something. But uh, I don't want to return to a day where where Preston Gothard uh, didn't score in that Penn State end zone. I mean, that's why I want to leave it in there for the clear, holy moly, how did they miss that? And then you look at the replay and they they fix it. Um, I I want to leave replaying for that. Why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't we – uh, just have instant replay exactly the way the pros do and say, look, okay, the goal is not to get every single call right. That's impossible, okay? That's not the goal. The goal is to fix egregious errors. So we're, gonna, we're going to review scoring plays, maybe review turnovers, maybe review turnovers. Um, and then each coach gets two challenges. If their first challenge works, they get that one back. And so they could they could potentially have a total of three challenges. Um, why can't we do that? What because the the way the college rule is set up is so dumb that it just it just boggles my mind. Well, I think where people get mixed up and and, and it's easy because you know when you watch college games on Saturday and then NFL games on Sunday and the rules are all different uh, and, and and it's it's hard sometimes to know what what's what because of that alone. 
But I think the Ole Miss problem would have been solved if coaches had a challenge. See, that doesn't exist in college football. There's no such thing as a coach challenges a call or a coach asks for a replay. There's no such thing as that at the college level. The referees decide when there's going to be a replay or upstairs in the booth, they can say, hey, we're looking at this again, y'all hold the game up. So it's 100% in the hands of the referees. Maybe the Ole Miss thing wouldn't happen is if you gave college coaches, let's say one challenge per half, to, so at least one time uh, an official can throw that, I mean, a coach can throw that red beanie like they do in the NFL and say, no, 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 I want this looked at, and they stop the game and look at it. And, and if they don't overturn the call, then your challenge becomes a wasted timeout. Uh, that's sort of what they do in the NFL. And to me, it's a better system than what they got in college, which is putting all of the onus on the referees who we have seen tend to screw things up, particularly when Auburn is involved. True. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's a good idea. And if you don't have a timeout, either you cannot challenge or Correct. you challenge. And if you lose, then uh, maybe you lose time off the clock or something. Five yards or something. I mean, you know, there yeah. should be some kind of penalty. Um, right, right. But so, that to me is a better idea than. I mean, what what the, the problem, what happened was the replay official nor the officials on the field asked for a replay. They, they didn't do a replay. They didn't see a reason to do a replay, and they were wrong. And the SEC office sort of admitted this. We were wrong not to take a longer look. Now, they didn't say we got the call wrong. They said we were wrong not to take a look. That's what they said, and, that, and that's it. And that was that's what would fix this is if Lane Kiffin could have thrown a, a red flag or beanie or whatever the heck they throw in the NFL to say, uh, I'm asking that you take a look at that. I get one of these challenges per half. Yeah, that would have been a thing. Um, David Pollock, he has gone on record now and said that uh, Alabama's done. Without Jalen Waddle, there's no chance um, that they can win. Done as to what? National, national championship? championship? Yep. I think done is a strong take, yeah. uh, probably too strong, but I don't disagree with the sentiment in the sense that uh, it's kind of hard to imagine Alabama going into a playoff at Clemson and Ohio State and being favored, if that makes sense. I think no, losing, I agree. I think losing Waddle sort of – I mean, I don't know if I even want to use the word underdog, but, I mean, the team's not as good as it was. I mean, we, we were – were we going to win the national championship with Waddle? I don't think that was a certainty. So now remove Waddle, and now it's less of one. <laughs> I guess is the best way to put it, but I wouldn't say done. Let, let's remember this. I mean, this is the way I'm choosing to look at this, which is a fact. Who does Alabama play that has two wide receivers better than Devontae Smith and John Mechie? I mean, I don't know who's got two better. Now, we'll play teams that have two really good ones, and we we'll, might even have play a team that's got one guy that's just as good is Smith and Mechie. But I'm just saying, wide receiver has not gone to a weak spot for Alabama. It's just not as good. Yeah. So I, I think we're pretty good at wide receiver. I also think yeah. Slade Bolden is a heck of a lot better than he's been given credit for these last couple of days. I think I, – I mean, no no one is saying he's Waddle. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's much lesser than Waddle. But Slade Bolden's a good player. We're not, we're not putting crap on the field because Waddle's gone. Bolden's a good player. 
Um, speaking of something else that's good, how about Rock Auto? RockAuto.com. That's where you need to go for all the parts your car will ever need. R-O-C-K-A-U-T-O.com. Your fuzzy dice, your chassis, your timing belts, your rearview mirrors, your um, hula bobblehead things that people put on the dashboard, uh, your steering wheel covers, whatever you want. You can get it at rockauto.com. You probably know more about cars than me because you're alive and a human being. I know nothing about cars, but I'm telling you things you can get there that I know about. You might know some actual car terms and they will have all those car terms and anything else you could possibly want. They're all kind of increasing makes and models out there from the Fiat to the Kia to Ford and Chevy and Lamborghini, whatever it is you want. If you'll go to rockauto.com and write code locked on in their how did you hear about us box, it would help us because that will let them know how they how you heard about them. And you need to go to rockauto.com and just check them out. That's all I'm asking you to do. I'm just I, I'd do it for you. So go do it for me. Uh rockauto.com is where you need to go for all the parts your car will ever need. Also, Coors Light. Look. Coors Light is the beer you want when you need to just hit the reset button. The whole world is just go, 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 go. Everybody needs to chill, and Coors Light is made to chill. CoorsLight.com. Go check them out there, and you can find out all you need to know about Coors Light. But, you know, you can find out a lot more by just cracking one open. That's what you want to do. It's the one to choose when you need to unwind. Coors Light and CoorsLight.com. You know the beer. It's cold filtered. It's absolutely delicious. And uh, it's, it's just the best beer there is. You need to go try it. CoorsLight.com. Celebrate responsibly, of course. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Okay, Jimmy. Um, good article on AL.com today about Javon Baker as uh, a receiver that's creating a bit of a buzz. Now, it's not so much an organic buzz. I mean, it's a buzz because Jalen Waddle's out, but it's a buzz nonetheless. And uh, it seems like he could be the one to sort of, I guess, move in more of Slade Bolden's place, at least for the time being. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting whether it's going to be Baker. I think a lot of people are assuming that. They're probably correct. I know... In terms of playing a fourth receiver, it makes sense. I mean, Javon Baker, you know, if anyone believes it's going to be Baker, they're they're probably right. I'm just saying, I'm not assuming that, that it's definitely Baker. Uh, There are other options. Um, Again, Treshawn Holden uh, got in the game just as soon as Javon Baker did. Joshua Lanier, our best walk-on, he not only got in the game when Baker and Holden did, he had already been playing on special teams. So I wouldn't rule him out. Plus, he's a senior. Lastly, uh, Theo Jones-Bell, while he is not doesn't appear to be as ready to play as Baker or even Holden, Jones-Bell is the receiver that we signed that's most similar to Waddle in terms of replacing Waddle. He's the one most similar. So I wouldn't just say emphatically, well, the new number four receiver is Javon Baker, but is it going to be Baker? Maybe the best word to use is probably, probably Baker. But how much was the fourth receiver playing before Waddle was hurt? Not much. Slade Bolden did not catch a ball this season 
as the fourth receiver until Waddle was hurt. So it's not like the fourth receiver plays a ton anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I think that it's just a golden opportunity for somebody. I mean, you know, the whole uh, next man up, it seems a bit cliche at this point, but that's really the case here. And I think Slade Bolden's going to have the, obviously the first opportunity to take that spot and uh, try and give us some production. Look, nobody can duplicate what Waddle can do. And I, I've been really impressed with the way Alabama fans have reacted to Waddle. Now, it, it, you, you love every player that plays for Alabama, right? I mean, maybe not Gene Jokes, but you love you love most of them. Um, and but Waddle, I think people are really now sort of a you don't know what you got till it's gone kind of thing. I think everybody's beginning to appreciate this guy was a badass among badasses. He was a he was a thing, and to to be we were we we're kind of robbed of watching him play as college football fans. I mean, it. I don't think it's crazy to say he was the best player in the country. Now, he wasn't going to win the Heisman, but I think he was the best player in the country. And every time he touched the ball, something good happened. You never heard, Waddle get stopped for a two-yard loss. That doesn't happen. Right. Two things, and uh, people haven't thought of uh, this first time. I haven't seen anybody say this anywhere, so this will probably surprise people a little bit. But, but two things that, that don't add together well here at all that is so unfortunate for Waddle. Number one, I would put Jalen Waddle on the short list of the greatest offensive skill players to ever play at Alabama. I mean, quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, tight ends. Agreed. I don't know where Waddle would rank in the all-time talents to ever play at Alabama, but it would be very high for me. I mean, top 10, maybe, maybe in that area. Of, of the best that's ever played at Alabama. It's a big deal. Yet, if he's injured and leaves and Alabama does not win the national championship this year, Jalen Waddle will be one of the very first Nick Saban signees at Alabama to come and go without a national championship, which is nuts considering how, how good he, he is. I mean, you're like, Jalen Waddle's one of the reasons we're winning national championships. Well, we don't win one this year. He didn't win one in 18, 19, or 20, the only three seasons he played. Yeah, that is uh, that is a little bit wild to think about because he is the kind of player that can guide your team to a national championship. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I just – I can't say enough good things about him. And I've just enjoyed uh, people's uh, – the, the way that the homage, several homages. What, what's plural of homage? Is it – Homages or homagi? Do you know? Oh, homagians. Homagians. I think that's people from homage. <laughs> okay. um, that's all I but, got. Uh, by the way, have you seen the new Borat? No, no, no. No, no. I mean, I probably will at one point. I've, I've, I've seen the famous clip with Giuliani. And I saw the first Borat. And I saw Bruno. But I've not seen I the saw- second Borat. No, I haven't either. And I mean, uh, we were, I guess we were on that text chain and for some friends of ours and there were some very mixed reactions about it, but you know, I, I feel like I need to watch it. My wife hadn't even seen the first Borat and I was like, just for the pop culture references alone, you have to see it. And also, even though you want to 
pour Clorox directly on your eyeballs afterwards, you have to see that scene where he, where he and his partner somehow get naked and end up wrestling and end up in a position that is reserved for people who are really, really close. <laughs> the naked wrestling scene with the hairy uh, fat guy, there's no other way to put it, uh, is I literally laughed so hard. I may have, I, we watched it with friends at their house, Borat one, and, and we were drinking beers, of course. I think I laughed so hard. I literally was out of the chair and on the floor laughing that hard. I mean, and then the scene's over and you're like embarrassed for like, I can't believe I laughed at that. When in fact, you're sore from laughing. It was it was cringeworthy. I mean, there is no doubt about it. It, it, it was sheesh. Um, all right, Jimmy, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about uh, just some other stuff around the SEC. Okay, so Kylan Hill at Mississippi State, who we play next. Apparently, he's suspended for our game. Um, but that's I don't think that's really been announced that he was suspended yeah. for our game. I think he's just he just is suspended. Um, but he was suspended uh, for their last game. He was suspended against Texas A&M. Didn't play in that game due to suspension. I knew and, that, uh, but yeah. I didn't know that he was suspended for yeah. our game too because they've had a bye week. So right, um, Leach, Leach announced, I guess it was yesterday, that uh, he remains suspended. So today he opted out. Do you think that he's suspended because when he did receive the ball on a handoff, he didn't throw it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's well, it's it's kind of an accepted thing that running backs aren't a welcome part of the, the Mike Leach offense. But I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at the numbers the first couple of games. I think Colin Hill may have been injured also earlier in the season. Yeah, he was. So, so I don't know. He, he, he I had a kick-ass game against LSU. That's right, catching the ball. Right. He caught a bunch of balls. Yeah. He did. Why so, can't he do that? That's what I'm saying. I, I think he's suspended. I, I know nothing. I know nothing. But this reeks of two things to me. He's suspended for a behavioral reason. And he got mad at the coach, so he left because he's suspended for a behavioral reason. Or he's suspended pending some sort of NCA-type investigation, like he accepted an extra benefit, and, they're, and they had to suspend him while they look into that. And he's like, screw it, I ain't sitting around. I'm just going to go train for the draft. That's what it seems like to me. Uh, I, I don't, you know, that, but I, I know nothing because it's Mississippi State and it's not Alabama, so I, I don't know. I just know this. I know who their most gifted player on offense is. It's that guy. So I'm glad he's not playing. Yeah. Yeah, that, I agree. I mean, I, it's going to be interesting to have um, Terrell Shavers back uh, in Tuscaloosa. That's going to be uh, something. Uh, just, uh, you know, to see how he performs. And um, I think that's kind of interesting that he's coming back. You, you, I figured you'd interject at any time and make me stop this awkward ramble about Terrell Shavers, but I guess you're not. <laughs> well, I mean, I am interested in seeing him too. I think he's a good player, ironically, with Waddlehurt and, you know, and Bolden in there. Maybe if Shavers had stuck around, this would have been his opportunity, you know, at Alabama. Uh, that's possible. Yeah. He's a good player. People forget. I think we mentioned it before just the other day that just because there's a player in our roster that's not playing, I think a lot of people jump to some sort of assumption that he's not good. That's not necessarily the case. That's just you know, it's just not easy to take 
snaps from Najee Harris and Dylan Moses and Pat Sertan and all these NFL freaks we put out there, just because you're not playing doesn't mean that you wouldn't be given a heck of an opportunity somewhere else. And, and I think that's what happened. Shavers picked wisely. I think where he went, a place that didn't have many receivers but was changing offenses to a pat to a wide receiver, you know, a, you know, where a wide receiver can have a prolific type season because of the the way they play. So a uh, smart decision on Shavers, good player. Um, is he going to be difficult for our defensive backs to handle? Probably not. I mean, you know, uh, our, our for as much trouble as our DBs have had, it's really been those inside DBs and not the corners. I think. Sertan and Job have played well. Malachi Moore's playing better every week. It's really that uh, middle of the field has been giving us issues. So hopefully we can keep Shavers out of the middle of the field and uh, he won't have a big game against us because you know he'd like to do that. One other thing we like to do on Tuesday podcasts is talk about how Alabama fit players fared in the NFL. And it's a lot of fun because there's so many of them. I thought it was cool last night. Eddie Jackson gets another scoop and score. I think that's his either sixth or seventh. NFL score as a pick six or scooping score since he's been in the league, which I think is the most by anybody since he's been in the league. Um, and it begs the question, is he the most dangerous defensive player Alabama has ever had in terms of he will make you pay if he's, a, if he gets his hands on the ball. Now, I mean, there've been other, there've been better defensive players, but was he the most dangerous in terms of if he gets the ball, it's, it's in the end zone? Yeah, I believe that's true. I mean, every time he does it, I, I can't help but think, whether it's a punt return or or a pick six or a scoop and score like he did last night, every time he does it, I can't help but think, was this a Hall of Fame career at wide receiver wasted? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe he always should have been a full-time offensive player because that ball gets in his hands, Eddie's going to score. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Landon Collins apparently tore his Achilles, which is awful. I hate it for him. Kenyon Drake also got hurt in that unbelievable game against um, Seattle. And look, I love watching NFL even more now because I do get to call a lot of the Alabama Mississippi All Star games. And I was calling the game when AJ Brown and DK Metcalf were on the same team for the Mississippi squad. And in that game, ironically, the first touchdown was Ben Davis returning a pick six himself. Um, but DK Metcalf and AJ Brown were so ridiculously good. And of course, they ended up both going to Mississippi. Um, it, I thought it was criminal that uh, the. God, if Alabama could have just gotten one of those guys. I mean, we weren't going to get Metcalf, I understand, but I really thought we had a good shot at A.J. Brown. If we could have gotten A.J. Brown, my goodness. I mean, those two guys are ridiculous. But the the freak of nature, that uh, the ability that D.K. Metcalf showed on running down Buda Baker um, in that um, – Who's fast. That oh, Buda my Baker's God. Fast. My, my My wife didn't watch – profile but doesn't like that i watch profile just doesn't dig it and i said you just have to watch this she goes my god i mean it looked like one guy had like um you know one guy was wearing forrest gump braces while he was running and the other guy was a giant human being running martian running him down i mean it was crazy i i I watched it several times and said this doesn't make sense to me like physically, DK is so huge. That's the thing. DK is he's, he's running him down like that, and DK Metcalf is so huge. Yeah. To me, it's like 
What if the famous Alabama play where George T. Grandad Lamar Thomas, and we all know that play like the back of our hands, that's that's the Alabama version of that play? Yeah. Imagine, imagine if it hadn't been George T., but Antonio London. Yeah. I mean, that's what it looks like. Forget the, that. Antonio How London. Shaquille O'Neal. 30 pounds. Because Buda Baker looked up on the uh, on the scoreboard on the jumbotron, and you could tell he looked up and said, "Oh my God, Andre the Giant is chasing me!" And for some reason, he's on the Seattle Seahawks and plays defensive back, and he's going to catch me. But and then Buda Baker put his arm out as if he were going to try and stiff arm him. And my thought was. DK Metcalf has the reach of Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. And you're going to put out this, this thing that look, probably looks like some kind of stub to him. <laughs> like it looks probably like the like just a, a long corn dog to him. And he's like, no, I'm going to tackle you right here. I mean, Buda Baker probably could have cut to the inside and, you know, scored on the play. And, but I think he was so shocked that, there's nobody, you know, hey, nobody can catch me. Oh, my God, he's going to catch me. And it, <laughs> it was, it was a, an incredible moment. Um, and I, DK Metcalf won so many fans on that particular play, including from his own teammates, obviously. But, I mean, he won so many people over on that play. It's ridiculous. And then it's probably I, the I, most uh, is that the most well-known play in the NFL this season after seven games. Some teams have played seven games after seven games. Is that like that's the, probably that's the, the moment? The I yeah, think so. so. Because it also stopped them from scoring a, any points. It did. Because the Cardinals the just won. went on to win the game. But yeah. yeah, they did. But I mean, it was <laughs> it wasn't because of DK Metcalf. Um <laughs> But I just thought that was incredible, and I had to bring it up. Amari Cooper, seven passes for 80 yards. Um, he hadn't had a great season, but the Cowboys have nothing. I mean, they've got nothing. There's no chemistry. Nothing's working right. They got blown out by the Redskins, who, while loaded with Alabama players, just aren't very good. Uh, Ryan Anderson and, and um, Jonathan Allen obviously still playing. Uh, Sean Deon Hamilton's been out there. Reuben Foster has been is taken off the pup list, so that's a good thing. And uh, Robert Foster was designated as a game day inactive, but he has been signed by Washington, so uh, that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Cam Sims started wide receiver for Washington, had a 22-yard pass. That's He started. That's awesome. Um, Deshaun Hand, he's been playing great. Deshaun Hand's been playing just awesome football. And then did you see this, that the Jets apparently want to trade – Quinnen Williams, which tells me they're just going total redo because Quinnen Williams is playing better this year. His stats right now are equal to the stats he had last year in a full season. Now he missed some games last year, but in a full season. It's like the Dolphins thing. I mean, and again, I don't know, maybe there's some personality things going on I'm unaware of. But if you're rebuilding, if you're the Jets and you're rebuilding, isn't the first thing you want to hold on to? Like, okay, who do we have that's young? and good <laughs> and, and you you tr- it just makes sense to me that if you're rebuilding don't you trade away your older expensive guys so you can clear room clear money because a rebuild has we're bringing in all new people i i don't understand well okay well he's a star so we can get a lot for him yeah but you know what you're going to want in return for him Quinn and williams yeah <laughs> that's what you're going to want in return, right? Aren't you just that hoping like to draft someone as good as he is? 
I mean, the Jets would make a trade, send Quinn and Williams to Tampa Bay, and then two days later go, you know what? We really need a good defensive lineman. <laughs> um, let's go get Quinn and Williams and Tampa Bay be like, okay. Um, but we're going to need – we'll send you him, but we're going to need what we gave you and a number one pick, Jetsco. That's tough but fair, and we take it. I, I don't get it. They, they I don't just, get it. But they just want maybe, to maybe there's some. Maybe, yeah, maybe there is something. And I get that they, they want a, a high pick. They want to they stockpile first-round picks. But, yeah, you, you can stockpile first-round picks, but you're hoping to draft who? A Quentin Williams. Why are you giving up a first-round pick to draft another one? So that they can trade that one to get more. They're the equivalent of that old – what was that old fable about the guy who had – you know, he could only have one wish, so he wished for two wishes. And then he's like, well, I may need more than that, so I'll wish for three wishes. And he spent his whole life just wishing for wishing more wishes. He forgot anything. That's what the Jets are going to do. <laughs> one day we're going to wake up and the NFL draft is going to be seven rounds – 32 picks, and every one of them is the New York Jets. <laughs> I mean, if you're rebuilding, let's say they get the first pick. Well, they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's the only that's the only move to make. So you trade Sam Darnold. Maybe you get a one for him. If not, then a two. But see, that's a that's smart. You don't need Sam Darnold anymore. I mean, that that that, that to me is smart. That's how you rebuild. But I I just don't understand trading away guys on rookie contracts, which means that Quinnen is actually cheap compared to star veteran players. He's not like it's it's not like he's overpaid. So ah, whatever. Maybe that's why they're the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. All right, Jimmy, let's bring this episode to a close. We will be back to Miley's with another episode of Locked on Bama. So for Jimmy Stein, roll tide. Roll tide.